Call them all down. Call them all down, Stadena. Hello and welcome back to Finning is Awake, a podcast about Finning is Awake by James Joyce. My name is Rob. Hello. How are we doing? Um, right, so uh, this week, just to, I just want to promise you, this is the last kind of pun on River Run. Um, and we're barely, again, we're barely going to touch. We're going to, I'm going to do a bit about it at the beginning of this episode and pick it up again right at the end. But I said this is going to be a meander. We're barely even going to touch on Finnegan's Wake. But um, there's a few things I want to kind of drop in um, in considering the, the novel as a whole. So we're going to do that. Uh, no, I just want um, to do some pickups. So there's just a few bits and pieces that, um, thinking back, I just didn't tie off properly. I mean, a lot of the time, you know, I've got things in my head, go, I'll say that in a minute and then go off into a meander and then don't. Don't circle back rounds. So there's just a couple of things uh, which I'm going to treat out of out of episode order, uh, um, just because it then naturally leads into the stuff that I want to talk about this week. I was talk- speaking about um, um, how Finnegan's Wake refers to Ulysses and the Blue Book of Eccles, and I talk about how it's Eccles because from the from Molly from the female perspective within Ulysses, um, the whole novel takes place within the bounds of Eccles Street, so it's the Blue Book of Eccles, but it's, it's the Blue Book because um, as Ulysses contains all these associations to to Homer's Odyssey, it was intended that the when it was originally printed, the novel would, the, the 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 cover of Ulysses would be the same color as the um, the Greek national flag, so the the field of blue. Um, so there's that as well, but but of the other, but it can, if you think about it from the female perspective, blue because it's it's a sad thing, but also blue because when Joyce was writing, um, blue was still considered the a female color. Um, pink was the was the male color right up until like the 1930s. So, Finnegan's Wake was published in 39, but right up until the 1930s, um, women in magazines were advised to dress their their male children in pink and their 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 girls in blue. Um, male child, I keep saying things like that. Boys in in pink and their girls in blue, because blue was considered is associated with the Virgin Mary, so they kind of ultramarine. Was a, it was um, the the pigment that made it was very very expensive because it came from um, lazuli lapuli, which is found, which the the mineral of which is found in Afghanistan, which you know that's why um, attempts to to um, to control Afghan the region of Afghanistan over the years because it's just it's mineral rich you know it has um, and said that you know, there's places where you can go there's just there's just precious and semi-precious stones just lying on the ground all over the place um so blue because it was and um victoria finley um, her book colors uh excellent on this but it talks about how the kind of virgin mary that when uh, various different colors were were essentially the the the, the the most expensive colours were were always used to depict Mary. So you get greens and reds throughout history, but kind of blue was the one for the, the majority of the time because of the the lazo lapuli and the the um, how expensive what it was because of the trouble you had to go to to get it. And that that came to represent the Virgin Mary. Um, so blue was a female colour. So it's kind of it. Finney's way it does this. It seems to do this a lot where it's it's. it's you know, taking you know, it's taking kind of the the male and and completely subverting it back into the female in that way. Um, so that's the blue book of Eccles dealt with. The other thing I was just going to pick up on was from last episode was about um, 
Ishmael and Isaac, as you say that Ishmael and Isaac were half brothers in the Bible. Um, so there's ver there are various versions on this, but in the in the kind of Judeo-Christian version, um, Ishmael was born of Hagar, which who was um, Sarah's um, handmaiden, and because Sarah couldn't conceive for many years, um, she told she told um, Isaac, uh, sorry Abraham, to to impregnate. Hagar, and then you get Ishmael comes along, and then for, you know, as as happens in the Bible quite a lot. Like, no, you don't have a, no, you can't, you can't conceive, you can't conceive, you can't conceive. Oh, look, you've had a daughter or a son in this case. Um, so then Isaac comes along, and then Ishmael and Hagar are kind of sent into exile at, um, at Sarah's behest. Now, in the, in the, it's, as I understand it, anyway, in Islamic tradition, Hagar was the first wife of of Abraham, and you know. The Bible's full of just full of references to how men can have as many many wives as they want. So that's that's perfectly um, um, fe as feasible as any of these things are. But um, but the point is that um, in Jewish tradition, Isaac is considered the the father of the twelve tribes of of Israel. In Islamic tradition, Ishmael is considered the uh, the father of the twelve tribes of Islam. So in in um, the main character of Moby Dick, or the narrator of Moby Dick, describing him saying "Call me Ishmael," is kind of loaded with, with, with meaning in there of what that of what that what that name means, and, and indeed, you know, American history, kind of American naval history, is embedded within its 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 um its just not associations, but it's kind of pushing back against um. Islamic raiders, Islamic well, pirates from Islamic nations, probably the correct thing to say. And you can, you know, you look up if you go and look up um, on the internet if you search for Peebles Boys, it's very interesting. But they, you know, the um, the American War of Independence, the American War of Independence ended in 1783, but the first um, U.S. naval ship wasn't launched until 1799, 16 years later, and you know, the the War of Independence was backed up by the the French and the Spanish and the Dutch navies. You know, everyone who hated the British, <laughs> so they were got involved in that. Um, but the the American navy wasn't the U.S. state, and um, you know, what's the word? Um, you know, the the U.S. navy wasn't born until. Um, Merchant ships were being were being um, captured, and their and their uh, their passengers and and crew being taken hostage uh, by countries off North Africa, uh, Libya, Tripoli, and you know, Libya and I think Morocco was in Morocco. I think Algiers got involved as well, but Trip Libya and Tripoli was the whole. If you look up Peebles Boys, they went and blockaded the harbour for many months, and it's a kind of forgotten bit of history. But anyway. <laughs> Never mind all that. And Ishmael is referenced in Finnegan's Wake, although because it's Finnegan's Wake, he becomes she and becomes Ismail. Um, there is a particular. This is. It's only. It only comes up once, but it's. It's a nice little passage, and I kept saying that we're going to read a bit more of Finnegan's Wake in these episodes, and we haven't really got that far. Um, and this is just. It just it, it's come up again. It's come up this week um, because yeah. I've been not to brag, but been reading Jack essays of Jack Derrida this week, um, and he his, his essay two words for two words for James Joyce or whatever it is um, the the war the words that he picks out in this kind of freight at the beginning of this kind of passage that I was just going to read is he wore is it he wore he makes war or is it he was 
again, completely obsessing on the male and forgetting the kind of the female that's the, the female references that are all around it. Um, but it is referenced near, near the end of um, chapter nine, uh, part two, chapter one. But it's but it goes um, and shall not Babel be with Leb Lebab, and he war, and he shall open his mouth and answer. I hear, O Ismail, how thy Lord is only as my loud is one. If Necrolon shall heaven fall, surely make your heaven heavens. Go to, let us excel, Makel. Yea, yea, let us exceedingly excel. Though you have lain among your pospots, my excellency is over Ismail. Great is him who is, whom is over Ismail, and he shall make a neck of Mac Necrolon. And he did. Up louder remain again! Etc. Etc. Um... But you see what I mean? Derrida obsessing over he war, but all the, all the way around is the kind of references to great is him who's over Ismail. You know, it's uh, um, I don't know if I've, I've left this in the edits, but I'm sure I've talked about how in um, kind of pr the kind of the the templates for Proto-Indo-European mythology, that is the kind of mythologies that you find bedded in the languages of all the Indo-European uh, Indo languages. So that's you know kind of it, English and German and the Celtic languages and all the Spanish languages and Baltic and down into India and the, you know um, Sanskrit and all that kind of stuff. You'll find this two. You'll find two um, two kind of trumps. One is to the the Sky Father, so it's embedded in Zeus, so the god Zeus, the Greek god Zeus. But Zeus is originally is a contraction of the words um, Zeopeter. Which means sky father, um, and that's reflected in um, the, the Latin Roman equivalent Jupiter, which Jupiter, as it would have been originally. So that's sky father again, and you also find it in Sanskrit, which is kind of the root for a lot of um, uh, Indian and uh, not Arabian, but kind of Indian and um, Ira Iranian kind of languages, like that kind of you know, skating up into the Middle East. Um, is um, Deu Pater, and these all relate back to a Proto-Indo-European words. So these Deu, Deu um, Peter, is Deu Peter or Deu Pater? I forget which one it is, but it means kind of father of the shining sky, and that's the sun essentially. Um, but there's also a sky daughter embedded in a lot of these languages, and I was looking at the, the other day, and I can't remember the the, the, the specifics of it, but. Um, that's kind of reflected in the, the the moon, but the kind of the kind of the the, the again there's that duality the the sun and the moon. You'll find these this you know throughout throughout kind of world mythology the the uh, the sun chasing the moon and the moon chasing the sun and all that. It's a Star Trek Next Generation episode about it. It's not a very good one, but there is one. Um, and I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Yeah. So the, so there's all that kind of Ishmael against. Is buried in there, the kind of Ishmael, Ishmael, a a, a a a figure of importance within Islamic mythology, is refer is is finally referenced uh, rescued by a ship called the Rachel. It's named after one of the the daughter of one of the line of Isaac. So he's kind of it's this Dantean um, wandering away from the path and being returned, being returned to the the Christian way at the end. And again, I'm you know I'm a, again I said I'm an atheist, so I don't believe in any of this, any of these things. But this seems to be what kind of subtextually um, um, is embedded within Call Me Ishmael. Um, 
so that's Ishmael dealt with. Um, what else did I want to pick up on? Um, um, so yeah, and the other th the other thing is um, to, to kind of briefly get back into River Run. Um, one of the things I don't think I I kind of tailed off as well uh, that I don't think I kind of um, boxed off was the that within that kind of duality that uh, between River and Run, man and woman, sun and moon. Gravity, light and gravity, all uh, gravity and light, all these kind of things. Um, it's a simple thing of river is represents water and run represents land. And I could do a whole thing about about um, Leopold Bloom and his his want his his journeys during I think the one um, the wandering rocks and how the distance he covers within an hour he would have had to have been running to have got around that far, walking at some pace or. Um, to have covered that distance within that space of time, um, as is referenced within Finnegan, uh, within 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 you see, um, and so you can see him as kind of fleet foot Mercury then in 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 some way, or you know Hermes rushing around. But anyway, this guy, that guy river, that um, it's the water and land. Now again, to treat this, to connect because I kind of see this mathematically, I kind of see river run as a what's called a, what I call a, a compound vector. And that is two words that are put together and they suggest movement. So this is the, 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 the flow from one to the other suge is suggestive of something. So you see his river, so the basic one is river run is that, you know, it's man is born of woman, um, has but a short, short time to live. Um, or as um, life on land, which, which emerged out of life in the water. Um, and a compound vector because it's a if you um, it's, a, it's a thing in mathematics you uh, piece of paper draw t draw two points on it label one at um, small a one uh, the other small b and then you draw a line between them and an arrow and and then um, that's a vector it's a it's a basic vector it's something it's some kind of thing moving it's some particle or something being moved from point a to point b and the the, the mathematical way to describe that is that you would draw, you would um, do a capital A and a capital B together and then put an arrow over them um, in pointing in the right hand direction. Um, and so sometimes when I look at River Run and see it with an arrow over it, that's kind of about, you can, there's other ways that you can suggest that it is a vector, but one of the basic kind of, without having to put things in bold or anything, you know, if you write notes by hand, you would put an arrow over over the A and B, and that would suggest a vector, a vector in that it's a, some kind of force that has moved something from point A to point B along along that line. Um, and I don't need to get into the whole details of why that is, but so that that's, I kind of see that within River Run. There's a kind of the movement there, the flown from river to run, the man who was born a woman, the land um, life land-based life that that evolved out of the sea. As I said, I don't. Th you, I think if you've read Ulysses, then you should certainly be familiar with the opening page of Finnegan's Wake. It's not. It's not really necessary to read beyond that, except that it's. I think it's a. It has you know. It has interesting passages. Yes, you know, passages in it which are you know just funny and musical and 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 you know like like listening to jazz. And if you don't like jazz, then what's wrong with you? But yeah, I used to hate jazz. So. I can't really comment on that, um, but yeah, it's like listening to it's like reading jazz sometimes. Um, but I think the opening page is very, very important. And one of the things you can do is treat the opening page as separately from as just a you know a complete an isolated document and just 
as I've talked about the kind of left right, right brain kind of stupid duality I have, kind of in, in order to kind of looking even at the opening pages, something I could just see just by considering what it was. But it's not until you kind of kind of spell out, sound out in your head or sound out in what you know vocally what the thing is in order to work out what it is that you think that it is, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, you have to sound it out to kind of see what's going on and if you take i think if you treat if you get a copy of the the opening page on the internet or if you've got a copy of the book or you know just go into a lot into your bookstore of choice and you'll find a copy and open the page and just look at it and not read not even read the, not even read the words just look at the opening page and what it is and what it is is three paragraphs um of which the opening paragraph has been sheared off at the beginning that the brighter amongst you will be ahead of me here but again again that kind of thing of going seeing the r's within river run and then going what well let's transliterate what else what else has what else do women have to have two of that men only have one of x chromosomes and we kind of go back into all that is the other thing the, other, the only other thing that i can think in history that I, the most significant thing that i can think in history and in kind of broadly in literature that, that that has three paragraphs, and but the the opening paragraph is sheared off. Is the Rosetta Stone, um, and in some senses, I think that the opening page is kind of the of Finnegan's Wake is the Rosetta Stone. Um, there's, there's a great deal of um, of discussion within the book and discussion within within um, criticism of the book about about a letter a letter that's written by Anna Livia Pluribel and what the contents of that letter are. Now you could see the opening page as as, as a, a fragment of the letter at least um, there is a whole thing within about how the letter exonerates HGE for, for the crime that he's committed and that, and that gets into the whole thing of of kind of not only the being uh, within the, the, the kind of the local narrative of Finning his wake not only being um, a, a cycle of violence but a cycle of forgiveness the, 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 the night after night or you know instant after instant, instant the woman forgives him and takes no action and carries on with her life with him so that's kind of embedded in that letter but in, if you treat the opening page as kind of a Rosetta Stone for the rest of the novel and there are things you can do in it kind of like if you think about the 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 second paragraph opens Sir Tristram so capitalised Sir Tristram Viola de More from the short sea so it goes Sir Tristram Viola de More so people just that's that should be something that's quite obvious but people re just reference the the um, the um, the musical instrument viola the Viola de More but it's you know red kind of quite literally means the vi Sir Tristram violator of love from the short sea so again, I just throw that backwards. Overthrow, over the short sea. over the short sea becomes overthrows the short sea. So then you take the short sea river run. So short sea refers to woman because she's the river short sea. But women are. I need to look this up. But on average, about two thirds the size, two thirds the heights of men. Uh, this is coming from a man of a man of uh, five foot seven. So I am below average height for a man, um, but that is kind of the the um, roughly the ratio on average. You know, so people say men are faster than women. No, the faster men, the fastest men are fa are faster than the fastest women. But most women could fucking beat you in a race, lard ass. Um, 
but um and that's that's kind of reflect i think that's kind of reflected as well if i look at my um my penguin editions of Ulysses and fitting his wake i noticed that um that Finning's Wake 628 pages. It's 628 pages. Contrary to anything I've said up to now, it's 628 pages. Exactly. If you don't have a 628 page copy, it's been printed wrong. But my um, my copy Ulysses is 930 pages, I think. 929, nine, something like that. But anyway, about a third as long as Finning and the Wake. Um, which, you know, again, might mean nothing, but it's suggestive, you know. The woman is shorter than the man, although she is also broader than the man in that Finning his wake punks out above every other novel in that bit of my uh, Penguin novel collection. So yeah, so she's the short sea, and then later on, and so if you take that kind of river run, overthrows the short seas, the short sea has become to represent woman. Later in the, in the opening um, um, chapter, it goes... Stoop, if you are abyssed-minded, to this clay book, what curios of signs, please stoop in this aleph bed. Can you read, since we and thou had it out already, its world, it is the same told of any, many, miscegenations on miscegenations. So is that stoop if you are ABC-minded? And why would you want to stoop? Because it's the short C. And so in order to hear what it's saying, you have to stoop to be able to hear its words so yeah and so and there are there are many things i think within um, within the opening page that were that when looked at they they when when kind of not decoded if you if you like when it is almost like you know you one bit opens up another bit and then it unlocks another bit and then it unlocks another bit and i don't think you can like again i've said as i've said many times i think finnings wake at large at large pen at large in large sections is is probably meaningless to anyone but James Joyce um, but it's meant to be because of it's a it's a dream and you know and dreams are idiosyncratic and as idiosyncratic it brings in all this material and it's kind of a, again I'm, I, it's very difficult for me to I, I, I suppose I have a bit of trouble um kind of tidying up um, um tidying up kind of what's going on with it if it's a dream who is the dreamer and it's kind of it's kind of you, the reader, is the dreamer, are overhearing kind of what's going on within, between the women while you sleep. Kind of, um, but then this is all controlled by the, the the kind of the 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 topography of the dream is controlled is kind of controlled by the female elements of it. But all the material, all the raw material, because because um, women have been kept illiterate and out of history from for you know. And, and, until you know the last hundred years or so, and still, as we've we've talked about, you know, we still have all the same issues keep coming back time and time again. So, it's taking all the kind of material of 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 the male sphere, including the works of James Joyce, and repurposing it to tell to tell a kind of tale you know, as best as it can, but it keeps getting interrupted um, um, because it's a thing. It's, you just have to kind of shift your meanings, kind of shift your kind of um, perspective on Finnegan's Wake all the time. But it's kind of a, a shaggy dog story in one sense, so it kind of in the way that Moby Dick or um, the life and opinions of Tristram Shandy are, are are tales about trying to tailor tale and failing miserably. Um, you know, Moby Dick's like you know 120 pages worth of plot, 
expanded out into 600 pages because it digresses so much. Uh, you know, the life and opinions of Trisham Shandy. Trisham Shandy barely even appears. He's not even born until like book five of nine. Um, uh, and so Finning his Wake follows that kind of tradition as it's trying to tell its history, but it keeps getting distracted and keeps getting you know, veered off largely by the male influence and the kind of research of the male the male sphere of influence within within Finnegan's Wake. Um, so to get back to kind of the way that you, um, in that kind of, that sense of it being a Rosetta Stone, um, Rosetta Stone, I also talked about, um, excuse me, Vico and his cycles of history, the the age of theocracy, the age of gods, the age of kings, the age of man, the recursal, so the, the, the theocracy, monarchy, democracy, and the recursal, um, and how each, each, each chapter and each part of Finnegan's Wake, in some way, reflects kind of those 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 cycles of history. Um, but you can, um, but with the opening page, you can. It, it works kind of two ways to me. Um, it it opens both um, linearly and geometrically. So geometrically, we've talked about the kind of river run becomes. Bec- River Rome becomes past Levens, becomes from Swerve of Shore to Bender Bay, becomes the, you know, it's kind of the, it's the egg div- splitting and then splitting and splitting again. And so sentence and um, word becomes sentence, becomes page, becomes book. Um, but in the, the, the kind of Viconian male um, progression, it, it, it acts linearly. We talked about those three paragraphs. Now, um, I see those three paragraphs as each being a stage of, of those three Viconian stages. So, but it works slightly differently. Um, in the opening in the opening paragraph, which is the opening sentence, River and Past Even Adams, all that, um, it is the re- it represents the removal of female gods. So, whereas it's in a, in, a, in the male sphere, it's it's theocracy, it's the it's the you know anti theocracy, it's the destroying of female. Um, it's the removing of female of the female sphere from kind of the influence upon the heavens and the mythology, as you were. Um, and then in the second paragraph, we talked about the Satristium, that um, that capitalizing, so that represents you know um, him being Satristium. Uh, you know, you can only be knighted by by royalty, so it's the age of kings. But as a Satristium, and Isolate is a lead doesn't appear although she's uh, I, as i said i think she's trying to appear kind of subjectively joyce has worked all these words in that seem as if she's trying to appear all the time within that within that second paragraph and that represents the removal of uh, of queens you know the kind of um, female um, monarchy from history and then the final paragraph within the opening chapter is the age of democracy but in the kind of age of democracy things Things are a bit freer, and things are allowed to happen. So, the 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 female sphere of influence has some wriggle room within that paragraph. This is kind of highly highly um, abstract. I appreciate. And then, from that point, because woman is kind of searching to kind of try, trying to reassert herself at the end of the paragraph, and you know, bear in mind the the final word is Livy, which is Liffy. You know, it's river and Liffy. It's the it's you know it's the river and it's the mother and daughter who kind of bracket the opening sentence and bracket the 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 Rosetta Stone of of Finnegan's Wake um, and that reasserts itself and then in a, in in that in that sense of talking about the whole book about being a circle the rest of the novel then is the recurse so everything else is chaos so the opening page into 
should to a certain sense everything has some sense everything has some meaning everything has something that can be decoded within it which which um which leads into understandings of of bits within further with the novel so considering overthrows the short sea but taking the short sea to work as a woman then you get that stoop but what i want to do now is talk about um negation and how negation works within a kind of just a brief introduction to how negation works within Finningham's Wake. Um, but this this will, will involve some meandering, some some wandering away from the novel and to, into a bit of speculative thought and a bit of um, a bit of academic thought. I mean, it's academic thought done by other people other than me. Um, so I was talking about kind of you again just to go back to the first page. Just talking about River Livy, that kind of Livy um, within Finningham's Wake letters becoming kind of interchangeable um and this reflects the 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 way that we that letters are formed we most of the most of the kind of audible sounds within 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 english probably most indo-european languages um come in pairs so you'll get like for instance if you consider the the way that we make the the letter p so pa so you it's a bilabial so it means that it's labial lips so you place your lips together it's a um, exposition of air and then the release of the lips. You know, puh, puh, see, now if you're doing more or less the same movement action, but at the same time open your voice box, you get B, the letter for B, so B, so P, and through idiosyncratic ways of speaking, you know, they could not quite form the same way anymore. But originally, they just you know that would have been the only difference between the way that P, the way that early humans said P, P, and P would be to one has the voice box closed and the other has it open, and you get pairs of these so F and V, V F, um, um, G, K, or K, G, um, uh, and S and Z are kind of the other one and la and na which we'll get back to in a minute but they kind of uh, you know they're all formed by the same way but they just various um um levels at which the voice box is opened or closed and you but all but but also if you consider um historically kind of english english language the way that certain letters have been written so if you go back to the kind of 16th early 17th century uh the letter f would have been written pretty much the same way as an s but without it didn't have that the kind of the horizontal line to distinguish it as an f and what you get was that um f's would sudden would to distinguish them rather they would be kind of double double lines and so it looked like two f's and that's why you still get people in uh, particularly in england with 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 double f names ford i suppose is the is the most relevant one for us as a as a as a podcast about writing, there's plenty of authors called you know Katie Ford, Jasper Ford is excellent. Um, Thursday next novels, which you recommend reading if you've not read them. Um, kind of the first one, the Air Affair, is about um, um, kidnappers stealing Jane Eyre from a from the from the text of the novel and holding her for ransom. If you're not interested at this point, then you're not going to be really. But they're good. I like them. But um, so yeah, so Ford because people would draw the double F, and then later in kind of the late 17th and into the 18th century, um, um, S's would be drawn kind of like a, the kind of like a stumpy F. So it'd be like an like the you think about the the F, and then you get the horizontal line, and then the curly the curly line at the bottom. It would stop at the the horizontal line, but it would be exaggerated. So it would stop at kind of you know the, the you know the line beyond which most letters don't go. You know that 
things so f's and f's s's quite often you know th throughout the, the tudor and Stuart reigns and into the into the Oliver Cromwell and the Commonwealth, F's and S's were kind of in, in, interchanging, could be seen as interchangeable if misread. And uh, that's reflected in Finnegan's Wake, is that the, the letters F, F, v, F, V, S, and Z are pretty much interchangeable. So you can see that within that word Livy, which could be called, can be called, can become Liffy, um, River Liffy, or it can become Lissy, which then Okay, this is kind of mathematical nonsense, but Lissy, you separate out, you get Issy, the main female character in Finnegan's the kind of the, the kind of most common name for the for the the main the main the the, the daughter in Finnegan's Wake, and that leaves as a remainder L and that L to me signifies Lucia. But you know it could also be Iffy, um if far, which is a is a um is a is a nickname for a farmer, which in in Arabic, in Persian, the Persian means believer. So maybe jo James Joyce is signifying as a believer at this point. Who knows? Um, but the other thing you get in, um, well, what follows is speculate is is kind of stuff that's just kind of come together in my head, really. But if you think about the way we talk about B and P, the button, 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 duh, that's the other one. But consider ma. Now, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but the best of my knowledge, there is ma is a voiced, is is a voiced bilabial ma, ma. Um, but there's no unvoiced uh, counterpart to m. Now, why is that? Well, I think that's, I think that the reason for that is the the way that m that m is the letter m is um, is formed. I think, and you can do this by simply by um, if you. Take the kind of the second knuckle of your finger of choice, the knuckle that bends, and stick it in your mouth, and just make an M sound, uh, form the letter ma, the sound ma. You'll see that actually, whereas um, B and P, the other bilabials are plosives, is that you p, p, you p, p, you force the 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 air out. The letter M is made by curling the the lips um, inward. And the reason it does this is because the, le the letter M is is for is the same um, is the same mouth mouth movement as made the mouth attaching to the nipple, and I think that's probably why the first pretty much the first sound or um, probably 95, ninety five maybe even ninety nine percent of all humans make is a ma, because it's associated with with sustenance with the with the need to to stay alive. Um, and I think it's mutt is also kind of a kind of just a neat little, if neat is the word, um, a perfect demonstration of the of the power of evolution is that um, that mutt has no unvoiced counterpart because a child that didn't cry out, especially you know at times of high mortality and high high child child but and high birth rate, would be neglected and forgotten and would die out. So. The, the only children that would survive is the ones that could say ma. Um, now, if you can continue this this kind of train of thought to how the how the mouth rejects the nipple. Now, there's a few ways that the the, the you can that infants babies reject nipples. The principal way is just to move the head either from side to side. Now, this is at least according 
Desmond Morris and a lot of um, anthropologists that this is this is the reason why we shake our head when we say no. Um, the other way to reject the nipple is just to kind of bring the chin, chin clear and the head clean back. And you will find in, I think, South America and certain, I think, certain, certain countries in Asia that um, a kind of a, a, a short cocking of the head backwards is a, is a, is signifies no. You know, in the same way that if you do th if you do a thumbs up in certain countries, it's like doing giving them the finger. Um, so and that, but you know, there's that that um, um, jarring away. So the kind of way that we reject the nipple becomes the way that we signify um, um, lack of consent that we don't give consent to, to whatever is being proposed to us. But the other way you can do that is just reject the nipple and simply with the mouth. Um, and if you think about where the where kind of where the the tongue would go to kind of block block the kind of stream of um, of milk coming from a from the nipple it's about where the where we go to where the tongue is placed to form the letter n no uh, now from that you get you think about how many negative and negative phrases we get not never nowhere um no one nothing uh, and this, you know, nadir, you know, all these kind of things of of, of the opposites of of something being unsomething. Um, so nadir being the opposite of zenith, you know, it's not at the not at the height, it's at the bottom. Um, and this carries on down, you know, this carries on into um, into into all in most Indo-European languages. And the kind of, but the other, th the interesting thing then is that kind of how that the kind of association within the mouth. Again, again, this is speculation, but if you think about how the assumption with the mouth rejects the nipple, then that leads to a general sense of um, of, of, of expression of, of negation. But then that transforms into other things that are are an absence of something. So the most the most obvious one is night. So you get um, the word nat, for instance. It is nat's language in any sense of the world. In, in, in any sense of the world. Now, nat in in Danish means night, but in Scots and Old English means not, you know. So it can be nat language or is not language or it's nat language, it's night language. Um, and the other one, the other major one is nicked. So in in um, in Scots it means, and Old English again, it means um, night, you know, as a brun nick, nick the nicked or whatever that is. But in German languages it's, it's, it's negative, you know, nick war, don't you? And that's you know there's kind of it's just there's kind of interesting within kind of um, how how it seems like the mouth how uh, as infants we, we reject the nipple with the with the tongue and that leads to an, an idea of absence and um, um, and death you know there's lots of words that begin with an n that re refer to death you know necrotic you know necropolis and necrotis and um, there's more I'll think of them but. I, Good. I'm doing well enough getting this far, to be honest with you. Um, but then that that kind of that the the sense of no and the sense of negation and the sense of night is all kind of, is all reflected within Finnegan's Wake, uh, and it's kind of this again speaks to the way that f that the wake moves seems to like to move makes its references move backwards in time in the way that it um, it deals with negation now. Treating words completely in isolation, you get to, you see, you go to the second page of text, which is page four, and the, 
the the second paragraph begins. Um, Big Mister Finnegan, Big Master Finnegan of the stuttering hand, Freeman's Mora lived in the broad sway imaginable in his rush lit too far back for messages before Joshua and Judges had given us numbers or Helveticus committed Deuteronomy. But it's that word imaginable. I-M-M-A-R-G-I-N-A-B-L-E. Imaginable. His broad way imaginable. Well, it's not Portman. Now, what it is, is a Portman 2 word. It's what, so the word that wasn't wasn't created by Lewis Carroll, but was popularised by Lewis Carroll. And you can kind of... Uh, it's kind of most... Um, the Portman 2 is most is most effectively used in Jabberwocky, and I'm referring to my copy of Alice in Sunderland by Brian Talbot, which is one of the, the greatest graphic novels ever written, um, which was brillig and the slithy toads did gyre and gimble in the wave, and all mimsy were the borogoves and the moan wraths outgrabe. You know, it's all those kind but it's all those, all those um, brillig, slithy toads did gyre and gimble. You know, they're all words that are formed by putting two other words together and imaginable is that is has that sense that um you can see it as a word and you get these the words occur throughout feelings wake it's, it's it suggests something that's also that's all that's um unimaginable so large that it's unimaginable but it's also without margins you know that imaginable unmarginable it's so big that you can't put margins around it and that's i am is um is Latin, so it's um, the basic the basic um, negation form in Latin is in, so innocent means incapable of doing harm, so in. So you've got that uh, na, see, you've got that na there. Now, the way the Latin works is certain words like, I think, mp, um, and I think b as well, I can't remember. Um, if that negation is, is um, proceeded by a word that begins with p or m, or possibly, I think sure B as well, then the N becomes M. So, imaginable, because it's marginable, it has to have an imaginable instead of inmarginable. So, it's a negative phrase. So, it reflects something that's without margins, but also so big that it's unimaginable because it's in, it has no margins. But it's it's, neg it's a Latin negative phrase. And this is... Now, why, why is this interesting? Well, then... He goes to the fo the following page, and um, again the second the the second um, complete paragraph on page five, the third page of text begins. What then, agent like, brought about that Tragody Thunder's Day, this municipal sin business? Now it's that word agent like um, I obsessed over for quite a long time because again seeing something not seen, not sure what seeing. So look this up. The only the only really suggestion that anyone can give for agent like is it's it's quite close to eigenlijk. And eigenlijk is a word in um, um, Dutch and German, or Germanic languages, which means essentially really. Um, I've done a bit of Dutch and read a bit of Dutch, and kind of eigenlijk is put in all the time because Dutch. <laughs> I think because the the Dutch are kind of such a dry kind of sardonic people that they have to they have to they have to signify that they're ask they're not asking a. a, a uh, um, a, a, a sarcastic rhetorical question, you know, eigenlijk. No, I really want to know the answer, what really happened. Um, so you can see it as what then really happened to br bring about this, that reality Thunder's Day, this municipal sin business. But the kind of the key to this, I think, is um, it's the words Tragodian Thunder's Day. Agent like Tragodian Thunder's Day. Now, Tragody, it is another Portman 2 word. And it reminds us, um, or it reminds me anyway, that um, the word tragedy 
in English is believed to come from the Greek word tragus for goat, uh, for the reason that um, that um, Greek tragedies were traditionally written to be performed in competition during the festival of Pan, and Pan was often just, um, um, depicted as half man, half goat, and so tragody, you know, tra uh, play for tra for tragus becomes um, becomes tragedy. Um, uh, so, um, Again, going back to Barbara Reynolds' book about um, Dante, she was talking about how he, the, there's comedy and there's tragedy and comedy, commedia, um, which basically means the village songs, because you know, uh, commodus means village, and from commodus we ultimately get communism, but you also get comedy. Uh, but tragedy is the it's the it's the wilderness's song, you know, it's the it's the comedy is the is the uh, well, it's kind of like in comedy, the village, the village uh, prevails, whereas in within tragedy, the you know chaos and the wild, the wilderness prevail. Um, but in reading what, um, so you get Trigodi, but then you also get Thunder's Day, which is kind of is a reference to Thor and it's a reference to a kind of Greek and um, kind of Germanic back to kind of Germanic Gaulish, not Gaulish languages, kind of Germanic, you know. Um, that Trigodi's Thunder's Day, then it comes back to Agent Like, and then you look at Agent Like and go, all oh, right, so yeah, I see now. Thunder's uh, Trigodi think Greek. So if you think Agent Like, it's another negation. It's Agent Like, it's not Gent Like. Uh, not Or if you combine, again, that Trigodi and take Like to be Leek, which in in, um, in Dutch is, means, is, means it's an adverb, it's like, you know, it's kind of ungentleman, so it means agent-like can be seen as gent ungentlemanly. So then it reads, "What then ungentlemanlike contact conduct caused man to in in invent the story of Adam and Eve, in which women are the progenitors of all sin, and um, where civil the, the any any claim to to childbirth or to to the foundation of civilization has been robbed of them and and entirely appropriated by by." the men of the world that's so you get um so you get that greek negation um on page five and you get uh latin negation on page four so that's going backwards in time backwards in time but we, all this brings us by commodious vicus of recirculation back to river run because then if you take out run and we've talked about how um i've been annoying and kept the r constant because r is a is a reference to is embedded in the female, uh, and you just take out that un, and un is un is the Middle English um, negative um, equivalent of 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 not of in of of a. So what happens within within the first three pages of Finnegan's Wake? Just it just completely accident. It's probably I think it's almost certainly intended. Is it, Joyce is going back from a negative, from Middle English, using a Middle English negative in this kind of opening word, and then going back, and then going to a Latin negative, and then into a Greek negative. You know, this is, um, this is forwards, going backwards in time. And in fact, Finney's weight within these first three pages, I think, does go backwards in time three times. In the, in the kind of the second and third paragraphs, it's going back through recent history and into biblical history. Then in the second paragraph, and sorry, the second paragraph of the, um, of this of the second page of text it's going back properly going back through kind of jewish history and um judeo christian history and then in the third in the second paragraph of the of the third page or it's actually the third paragraph of the third page i've just noticed that's interesting but anyway. um 
he's doing the Greek negation, and um, negation is important because I talked about you know it's it's the book of night, so um, even in kind of in my kind of call sign, um, calling or downs, calling or downs to Dana, I see that as a that Dana na it's D A Y N E, so maybe it should just be Dane, but I see it as Dana because it's day, it's uh, working backwards. Um, N E is the you know je ne sais pas is a base is a French negation, so ne day, don't day, and then down is in the duality in the basic duality is the opposite of up, and up is you know erections, penises, that so down must represent woman, so. But um, as I've talked about that river run, the run and ra can become ra. Can, the negative, the point here, the kind of fight, the one of the final points I want to make about river run, and then we will move on and we'll talk about. As I said we haven't really talked about the last couple of episodes, and this is kind of just tailing, tailing off and kind of um, introducing some other, some other bits and pieces that we'll need for going for, going forwards into further episodes. Um, is that if you you take that un the other way you said you consider run as you vary un as the as the kind of French male um, indefinite article it becomes ra and then it's the sun and the moon um the you know, it's the moon and the sun that kind of then the female male gravity light duality um embedded within there is the negative is doubly represented within run it's the, the the no of man as as yes is the is the is the permissive the permissive yes of woman within the book of man no is the the prohibitive male within the book of woman um so run and but run and ra are equally are equally right because r is in greek is is negative as well as you see within agent like ungentleman like um and I'm gonna, and that's just kind of. This is just kind of an introduction to kind of navigation because I kind of want to go and dig out some other bits and pieces within the book later on. And I'm kind of, you know, I think I've done all right here. Is I'm up to like episode five, and I've really not even. <laughs> to be honest, I've not really even read Finning's Wake much myself. Really, this is just muscle, you know, things in my head and muscle memory, and it kind of will lead me now, hopefully, into not hopefully, but I'm just in order to go forward in the podcast. You know, we've still got some episodes to go before I run out of stuff in my head, but. We will go forwards um, into the wake, and in fact, I'm gonna in a in a minute. I'm gonna finish up because um, I keep saying that we've done quite a bit. You know, actually done a couple of um, read a couple of bits from Finnegan's Wake in this episode. So I'm gonna gonna finish up with a final one, which is actually the end of Finnegan's Wake because um, it's, it's worth hearing the end of it um, um, in reference to the beginning of it. There's a couple of other bits I want to talk about, but I'll do that in another episode. So that's fine. So I'm just gonna. Um, so I thought I'd just finish up this this episode, these episodes, with um, with the final kind of page, the final page of Finnegan's Wake, more or less. Um, and of course, I'm going to pick. I'm going to I'm going to pick the bit when I find it. Oh yeah, here we go. Which I think is of again of relevance if you listen to it. Is the this is absolutely you know there's no um, there's no there's no ambiguity in this final in these final few pages. I think that this is abs- that is the is the woman is the voice of woman, which whether it's Anna or whether it's Issy, we don't know. But um, so anyway, thanks for joining me, and I will see you next time. And this is Finnegan's Wake, and then it'll be the Supremes, and then it'll be silence. All my life I have been lived among them, but now they are becoming loath to me, and I am loathing their little warm tricks. 
and loathing their mean cosy turns, and all the greedy gushes out through their smooth soles, and all the lazy leaks down, their, down over their brash bodies. How small it's all, and me letting on to myself always, and leet, lilting on all the time. I thought you were all glittering with the noblest of carriage. You're only a bumpkin. I thought you're the greatest in all things, in guilt and in glory. You're but a puny. Home. My people were not there sought out beyond there so far as I can. For all the bold and bad, bleary they blamed the sea hags. No. Nor for all our wild dances and all their wild din. I can see myself among them. Alamumavia pluricelbeld. How she was, the ha was handsome, the wild Amazia, when she would seize to me other breast. And what is she weird, haughty Nilamia, that she will snatch from me I ownest hair? For tis they are the stormies, ho hang, hang ho, and the clash of our cries till we spring to be free. Aravols, they say is never heard of your name, never heed of your name. But I'm losing them all that's here and all I loathe, loonly in me loonness. For all their faults I am passing out. O oh, bitter ending, I'll slip away before they're up. They'll never see, not nor know, nor miss me. And it's old and old, it's sad and old. It's sad and weary I go back to you, my cold father, my cold mad father, my cold mad fiery father, to the near sight of the mere miles of it, size of him, the moils and moils of it. The moan and moaning makes me cease salt, salt sick, and I rush my only into your arms. I see them rising. Save me from the most terrible prongs. Two more. One, two more, men's more. So, avalavel, my leaves have drifted from me. All but one clings still. I'll bear it on me to remind me of. Lif, so soft this morning ours. Yes, carry me along, Taddy, like you've done through the toy fair. If I seen him bearing down on me now, under widespread wings that he'd come from archangels, I'd sink, I'd die down over his feet, humbly-dumbly over to wash up. Yes, Tid, there's where. First, we pass through crass, be hushed a bush to, wish, a go, gulls, for calls, coming far, end here, us then, fin again, take, bustle thee, memoir me, till thousands thee, the keys to, given, away, alone, a last, a loved, a longer.